Good morning. This is Northern Light for Friday, November 16th. I'm Monica Sandresky. Todd is away today. Governor Kathy Hochul has signed a law that expunges certain crimes from people's records when they've served their time. More just ahead. Also, it's budget season for counties across the state. St. Lawrence County legislators are considering lowering the property tax rate to the lowest it's been since 1985. And at the same time, lawmakers are considering overriding the state's tax cap. That's not something I've ever done. Um, And the county in the roughly 10 years that the tax cap's been in place, the county's only chosen to do that one other time. Also, a show in Saranac Lake tomorrow honors one of the greatest storytellers of all time. We've got a conversation with the group paying tribute to the notorious B.I.G. just ahead. We're representing the whole community and the culture that's global. And we're doing it in the name of one of its most revered icons that ever lived. And finally, we're heading out into the night. Crows are considered a menace in many parts of the U.S., including the North Country. But on a recent night in Plattsburgh, dozens of humans decided to become a murder of their own. All of that and more is coming up on Northern Light. Stick with us. Support for North Country Public Radio comes from the Depot Theater Westport, a professional act, uh, uh, excuse me, a professional equity theater in the Adirondacks, celebrating its 45th season. Depotheater.org, and by Piano by Nature, presenting tapestries, two concerts featuring music from Turkey and Italy, performed by double bassist Vulcan Orhan and friends, November 18th and 19th in Elizabethtown. Details at pianobynature.org. This is Northern Light. I'm Monica Sandreski. The Clean Slate Act has been signed into law. It expunges criminal records for people convicted of certain crimes to help them get jobs and housing once they've served their sentences. Governor Kathy Hochul signed the measure into law yesterday. She said it'll help those who have paid their debt to society overcome the many obstacles they face as a result. They're done. But when they re-enter society, there's still barriers to housing and jobs. I say no more. Today, we're here today to correct that injustice by signing into law the Clean Slate Act. At the signing, Melinda Agnew of Syracuse told the story of how her 1999 conviction prevented her from getting jobs, promotions, and housing opportunities. For millions of New Yorkers, no matter how hard we have tried, we were denied an opportunity to thrive. However, with Clean Slate, New York will finally begin to dismantle these cruel systems of perpetual punishment. Attorney General Letitia James said the law will change the lives of many New Yorkers, but Assembly Minority Leader Will Barkley, a Republican, spoke out against the Clean Slate Act. He said it prioritizes those who have broken the law while disregarding the victims affected by their actions. 
It is budget season for counties across the state. St. Lawrence County legislators are considering lowering the property tax rate to the lowest it's been since 1985. And at the same time, lawmakers are considering overriding the state's tax cap. Catherine Wheeler reports on how all the numbers are coming together. St. Lawrence County is proposing some change-ups for its 2024 budget. The county wants to raise the budget to $296 million. That's about an 8% increase. The amount of taxes they need to collect for it exceeds the state's imposed tax cap. So County Administrator Ruth Doyle says she's asking county legislators to override it. That's not something I've ever done. Um, And the county in the roughly 10 years that the tax cap's been in place, the county's only chosen to do that one other time. Doyle says there's a good reason. The county will maintain all of its services despite inflation and the rising cost for state and federal mandates. Those are things like higher pay for attorneys assigned to people who can't afford one and the opioid treatment program. So St. Lawrence County legislators will have to pass a law overriding the tax cap before they can approve the budget. Legislature Chair David Forsyth says he's not concerned because the county's financial picture is good now. For me, it was always a perception, same with most of us here. And at the time, we never really had money to worry about these issues. But I agree now this year is the year to do it. One reason for the good finances, Doyle says, is that property values have gone up. We're seeing a number that we haven't seen in years past. That allows us to say, okay, in order to deliver the services we want to provide, that levy is going to grow because that's the difference between all of the revenue we receive and what our costs are. And Doyle says this means they can lower the property tax rate to its lowest level since 1985. For taxpayers, it would mean some savings. If you own a house with an assessed value of $100,000, the proposed property tax rate would save you $87. Another reason for the good financial picture, sales tax revenue is up and the county is getting more and more state and federal grants. But some legislators say they're worried about relying too much on that sales tax revenue. Legislator Harry Smithers. I share that concern about the optimism that you're putting out there for an increase in sales tax. And we don't know what sales tax is going to be until we get it. I'd be a little more cautious on the expectations of sales tax for 2024. But Doyle says they're budgeting for a lower sales tax revenue than what they're expecting to come in. Legislators are hoping to vote on the budget on December 4th. There will be two more budget review sessions open to the public before the end of November. Catherine Wheeler, North Country Public Radio in Canton. State forest rangers found the body of a Franklin County man on Monday. The unnamed man from Owl's Head had been missing for more than two months. Rangers located the man's ATV on Saturday and after days of extensive searching, found the man deceased along Hatchbrook in the, uh, along Hatchbrook in the Titusville State Forest. The 59-year-old man was last seen on September 17th, according to a state police press release earlier this month. Also in a report from the state forest rangers last Saturday, a 14-year-old hiker called 
called uh, called for help after experiencing chest pain on the way up Mount Marcy. The teenager's chest pain had subsided when the ranger reached the hiking group. Rangers then helped the hikers back to the trailhead. And that same day, rangers responded to a lost hunter experiencing a possible diabetic emergency in Long Lake. When rangers reached the hunter, they conducted a, a patient assessment and escorted him out of the woods, where he was further evaluated by the Long Lake Rescue Squad. Enrollment at New York State universities and community colleges went up for the first time in a decade this past year. Some SUNY schools in the North Country grew too, but others are still shrinking. Lucy Grinden has more. Across the entire system, the total number of students only grew by 1.1%. But that marks the first time in a decade that the number of students has gone up instead of going down. Some SUNY schools in the North Country have grown as well. SUNY Potsdam saw enrollment jump by 3%, and SUNY Canton by 1.3%. Some of the SUNY system's community colleges in the North Country also grew. Enrollment increased at SUNY Adirondack in Glens Falls, North Country Community College in Saranac Lake, and Clinton Community College in Plattsburgh. But some North Country SUNY schools are still getting smaller, including SUNY Plattsburgh, Jefferson Community College in Watertown, and Herkimer College. Declining enrollment has been a major driver of financial problems at campuses statewide. SUNY Potsdam is facing a $9 million structural deficit. It's planning to cut at least nine degree programs. Jefferson Community College is in the middle of a process to downsize its staff to adjust to the new reality of a smaller student body. Lucy Grinden, North Country Public Radio. The first graduates of SUNY Potsdam's new program for incarcerated people at the state prison in Ogdensburg got their diplomas recently. Eight people received bachelor's degree in sociology at the Riverview Correctional Facility in Ogdensburg. They were the first class to complete the program since it got started in 2020. Maurice Battle graduated summa cum laude. His classmates chose him to give a speech at the graduation ceremony. And he said, quote, plenty of people are aware of what the world seems to lack, but only a significant few can see the boundless opportunities that are prevalent everywhere. We have the opportunity to be amongst that significant few. SUNY Potsdam is the only school in the state's university system that offers a bachelor's degree program at a prison. Some community colleges offer two-year associate's degrees. You can keep up with news from the NCPR newsroom every day at our website, ncpr.org, or follow the station on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You're listening to Northern Light right here on North Country Public Radio. It's about 10 after 8. Good morning. I'm Monica Sandresky. So glad you could join us. Coming up, we'll take a look at a few of the events going on throughout the region this weekend, including tomorrow night, a tribute show to Biggie Smalls, and tonight, a punk show in Potsdam Plus. Much more, including the trail conditions from John Warren. Lots more to come on the show. Uh, right here on NCPR, which is supported by the Adirondack Foundation, making grants to nonprofits that address community issues of child care, attainable housing, career pathways, basic needs, and more. Adirondackfoundation.org. 
and by MCC Systems, protecting North Country businesses and homes for 50 years, offering cameras, security, fire alarms, and entry control, nccsystems.com. Music now by Billy McInnes out of Brockville, Ontario. And he's got a couple of shows coming up uh, this month. I think it's Thursdays uh, throughout the month of November in Brockville. You can find out more at our website, ncpr.org slash calendar. Crows are considered a menace in many parts of the U.S., including the North Country. Every year, Watertown works with a wildlife rescue service to haze its crow population. The service uses pyrotechnics, lasers, and air rifles. And the goal is to get the birds to leave the city and roost elsewhere. But on a recent night on the other side of the region, dozens of humans decided to become a murder of their own. Kara Chapman brings us this story from Plattsburgh. It's a gloomy and starless night. I find Kimberly Cummins biking around the local farmer's market parking lot. (laughs) I'm good. How are you? She's wearing a dark helmet and a black hoodie. It's got felt wings and wingtips attached. And then my bike is decorated with different lights that are like kind of sparkly because since I'm wearing a lot of black to try to look like a crow, I want to try to make myself as visible as possible at the same time. Cummins is the organizer of tonight's crow ride. It sounds just like what it is. A bunch of people dress up as crows, ride around, and make some noise. It's the first Plattsburgh has ever had. Cummins says she loves crows. They're clever, adaptable, ingenious, she says. And she's done a crow ride before over in Burlington. It reminded me of, you know, like when you're a little kid and you're riding to your friend's house and you're kind of just goofing around and having a good time. And that's what she's hoping people get out of tonight's ride. I think we've gone through a lot lately and I I think this event has no real purpose except for just having fun with each other. And I think sharing this community bond of doing this silly thing for no good reason, you know, like and just for the the fun of it. Can I get your best call? Oh, uh... That's fantastic. Thank you. (laughs) As we talk, the next crow shows up. You have life too! Hey, fellow crow! Lauren Zito wears a black feathered masquerade mask and a black tracksuit. She says this kind of thing matches her vibe. She was drawn in by how mysterious it was. Mysterious, and there was no sort of overreaching, like, why are we doing this? And the answer was, like, because we can. Zito also says she needs to call it the night tonight. Her hometown is Lewiston, Maine, where 18 people died in a mass shooting last month. No, tonight I need to come out, deck my bike out with whatever, and see what happens. So kind of calling for Lewiston in a way. Yes, yes. Zito says we can't live in fear. And as more crows wheel in... let us ride! It's easy to forget that fear. Laughter, whimsy, and joy take over. And even some non-human voices join in. Are those real crows? Yeah, I think so. Oh, nice. They're coming. Rylan McKay of Plattsburgh is here with her daughter, Evelyn. I'm wearing a black bat hoodie, but I'm just saying it's a crow because it's the only cool winged thing I have. Rylan says this kind of thing is right up their alley. 
They used to go to Burning Man as a family when they lived on the West Coast. We love dressing up and having fun. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Soon, it's time for the safety talk. All right, my little crows, come on in! Cummins goes over the rules. Obey the stop signs, go slow, respect pedestrians and drivers. Then she leads her flock into the heart of downtown. One crow is on rollerblades and has these big black retractable wings. Andy Alger says it took about 12 hours to attach all the feathers. Yeah. But I'm hoping it looks like I'm flying when I actually skate. Yeah. <laughs> Alger merges with the murder as it rides past. <laughs> the crows make their way uptown towards SUNY Plattsburgh. By the time they wind around Hawkins Pond, they're about 40 strong. <laughs> Cummins has them line up for a picture. Someone hands me a phone. Okay, woohoo! Awesome. Then Cummins gives the signal. All right, let's go, And once again, they set off into the night. Kara Chapman, North Country Public Radio, Plattsburgh. You're listening to Northern Light right here on North Country Public Radio. I'm Monica Sandresky. Todd is away today. Coming up in just a minute on the show, a look at the significance of Biggie Smalls and the group paying tribute to him at the Waterhole tomorrow night. Then stick around after the show for Bird Note coming up at 842. But first, we got to take a look at the weather. At last check, it was 41 degrees in Port Henry, 39 degrees in Saranac, and 50 degrees in Lowville. Hang on to your umbrellas and your hats. It's going to be a little bit breezy today with a chance of showers gusts up to 30 miles an hour highs pretty mild though highs in the mid to upper 50s expected overnight tonight a chance of rain showers mainly before 4 a.m then becoming a wintry mix uh, overnight snow showers are possible for the communities near lake ontario lows around freezing tonight tomorrow though partly sunny with highs in the mid 30s to about 40 degrees expected saturday night is a little bit of a grab bag with uh, rain Rain showers, a wintry mix, snow showers, depending on where you are in the region. For a more thorough look at the forecast, though, and what that means for trail conditions in the Adirondacks, here is John Warren with the New York Almanac. On Saturday, sunrise will be at about 6.55 and sunset at about 4.26. After a warm and rainy day today, the weather is expected to turn colder to near freezing through the weekend. Be prepared for freezing temperatures and icy conditions. Summits are expected to see some overnight snow tonight and tomorrow night. Temperatures on the highest summits are not expected to rise above about 20 degrees throughout the weekend. And wind chills are expected to be near zero on summits tomorrow and near 10 below on Sunday. Everywhere expect trails to be either wet and muddy or icy this weekend. Right now, waters are at about normal seasonal low levels around the region, but are expected to rise with today's rains, although not enough to impede water crossings. Water temperatures are mostly in the 30s and lower 40s, although some higher elevation waters are covered with thin ice. Stay off any ice on water bodies. Whiteface and Gore Mountain have started to make snow, 
Whiteface is hoping, weather permitting, to have at least a few trails open next Friday. The cold weather expected next week may provide enough snowmaking opportunity for that to happen. Prospect Mountain Veterans Memorial Highway in Lake George is closed for the season. And finally this week, a reminder that it's hunting season. Keep pets leashed and stay on the trail. Those are the outdoor conditions in the Adirondacks for this weekend. For North Country Public Radio, this is John Warren from the New York Almanac. Online at newyorkalmanac.com. You're listening to Northern Light right here on North Country Public Radio. It's 20 after 8. Good morning. I'm Monica Sandresky. So many events to look forward to coming up in uh, in the region this week, including tomorrow night in Saranac Lake. The Hip Hop Show coming up tomorrow night is a celebration of one of the greatest rappers of all time. I got to talk. I got to mm. tell what I feel. I got to talk about my life as I see it. Biggie. Uh-huh. Uh, this goes out Big to you. This goes out to you and you. Biggie Smalls shaped the East Coast hip-hop scene in the mid-90s. But his career was cut short. Biggie, or Christopher Wallace, was murdered in a drive-by shooting when he was 24. I caught up with Scribe to God ahead of the show at the Waterhole. Scribe is a Rochester-based hip-hop artist and member of the Frank White Experience, which pays tribute to the notorious B.I.G. Biggie was so dope, and the way that he did his thing was so unique that, um, you know, I treat and look at what he does in his music almost as hip-hop standards, like people treat jazz standards. Um, And I feel like the way that he flowed and the music that he made so beloved by so many people from different genres and walks of life that um, we do it. Some of it is, you know, as close to form as possible, but others are played with our own flair, like like jazz quartet or quintet would play a Miles Davis tune or John Coltrane tune, you know. If the beef between us, we can settle it with the chrome and metal issue. I make it hot like a kettle get, you're delicate. You better get who sent you. You're still pedal issue. I got more rides than great adventure. Biggie. Biggie studied under jazz saxophonist Donald Harrison as a teenager, learning diction and phrasing. He was a skilled storyteller. We used to fuss when the landlord dissed us. No heat. Wonder why Christmas missed us. Birthdays was the worst days. Now we sip champagne when we thirsty. Damn right, I like the life I live. Cause I went for negative to positive and it's all. Biggie referred to himself as the rap Alfred Hitchcock and wrote a lot about his life in his Brooklyn neighborhood. Considered a fool cause I dropped out of high school. Stereotypes of a black male misunderstood. And it's still all good. Uh. And if you don't know, now you know. You know. really care that much about just representing a, a legacy, you know what I'm saying? We're representing the people, the loved one who's was taken too early from us. We're representing the whole community and the culture that's global. And we're doing it in the name of one of its most revered icons that ever lived. The Frank White experience will pay tribute to a range of 90s hip-hop, but mostly it's Biggie and acts he influenced like Junior Mafia and Lil' Kim. But he's clear, they are not a cover band. This isn't like a lot of rock acts where people just love music so much they just want to hear someone play those songs. 
this is a situation where people rather have it left alone if you're not going to add on and contribute to that that feeling that they have when they go back and listen to these recordings. So it's definitely a, a, a cross worth carrying. When you listen to Scribe, you can tell covering Biggie's music weighs on him. This isn't something that can be taken lightly. Like, you know, like a mother lost her son, a children lost their father, and the whole community lost one of its most beloved characters, you know, and, and personalities and, and voices. It's almost like, you know, a really timeless movie or something. Like, you shouldn't remake the movie unless you're going to do it, like, really, really well. The Frank White experience is mostly from central New York. Music director Emmanuel Eman Washington, Mike Spadero on bass, Jay Locke on guitar, Danielle Mitchell is a force on vocals, Benjamin Terry on percussion, DJ Business from the Mohawk Valley, Big Burn on bass, and Scribe to God. All right, yo, this is Scribe to God. Shout out to North Country Public Radio, DJ Monica. I'm representing the Frank White experience, y'all. We in the place to be. All right, keep it real. We love the mountains. We'll see y'all soon. Bless up. See me die, and see me fly. I call all the shots, rip all the spots, rock all the rocks, cop all the drops. I know you're thinking now when all the ball is stopped. never home, gotta call me on the yacht. Ten years from now, we'll still be The Frank White Experience coming to the Waterhole Saturday night in Saranac Lake. Doors open at 7.30. The show starts at 8.30. So many events to enjoy throughout the region uh, this weekend, including the new exhibit um, at Lake George at the uh, Lake George Arts Project. It, uh, it features the work of Jeff Wigman, Excelsior, New Oils. Excelsior features 14 new oil paintings by Troy-based artist Jeff Wigman that reference fantasy, history, and animals in unusual situations. It seems we've come into the middle of some stories, and the stories are fascinating, he says. You can find out more from lakegeorgearts.org. That is the new exhibit uh, that just uh, started on Thursday at the Lake George Arts Project in Lake George, New York. Also coming up tonight is quite a show in Potsdam. And here to tell us more is the one and only Ethaniel Shanty. Hello. How the health are you? I'm very well, Monica. <laughs> Thank you for asking. Thank you for having me here this morning. It is so good that you're here. So what's cooking tonight? Okay, so um, so tonight we are having a, a, what we're calling a punk fundraiser at McDuff's Downstairs uh, in Potsdam. So it's my band, which is Sunflower, which is uh, Young Mischief uh, and Worm Circus from Potsdam. Two young bands, uh, both in high school. Worm Circus, it's their very first show tonight. So we're really, really excited awesome. to, uh, to host them. Yeah, and uh, so uh, it's a punk fundraiser as i said uh and uh, proceeds from uh this evening's show uh will benefit the odyssey teen camp in tolland uh massachusetts as well as little river school uh in canton and uh additionally uh trans lifeline um mm. so uh so very important causes uh that are benefiting uh uh, uh, queer folks in our community and, and beyond. Um, and we're really excited to be a part of it. This is a, uh, a co-hosted program with uh, Potsdam Pride who reached out to us to set cool. it up. Um, and it's happening tonight. Uh, doors are at 6 o'clock. Uh, $10 to get in. And again, all of that, uh, all of the proceeds uh, after we pay the other bands will be going to those organizations. Again, uh, uh, Trans Lifeline, uh, Little River School, and Odyssey Teen Camp. 
Right on. And uh, and maybe we should ask for folks, but maybe punk isn't normally their yeah, music. Yeah, um, for sure. What would you uh, what would you say to them to invite them out? I think punk is for everybody. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, no, I really I really believe that. And uh for sure, like uh you know, I think when uh people think of when they when they hear the word punk, they think of the kind of like grimy subculture of like the 70s and 80s mm-hmm. and uh it's not really like that. You know, it's not yeah. like dangerous and disgusting. Um, <laughs> the way it may have been like 40 years ago when it was kind of in its uh, nascent stages. But um, especially in, in Potsdam, uh, everyone who comes to our punk shows is very uh, welcoming yeah. and positive. Uh, and, uh, and indeed, we've talked to a lot of folks who wouldn't normally have come to punk shows, but um, just came because they knew me or they knew somebody in the Arts Council and they wanted to check it out. Uh, and they came up to me afterward and they were just like, everyone here here is so nice and positive and supportive. Yes. Yeah, so even the folks who are maybe the uninitiated uh, can have a really good time. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's super positive. Yes, every time I've been, I'm just like, this is a group full of sweethearts. Right yeah, here. I think totally so too. Is. Yeah, yeah, even though we maybe look a little rough oh, around the, the edges. edges. <laughs> no, it's, uh, sure. it's good. I think it's going to be really fun tonight. Yeah. Yeah. So again, it's uh, McDuff's Downstairs in Potsdam um, and uh, it's uh, being co-hosted by uh, Potsdam Pride. Um, again, that's uh, tonight. Six o'clock is when doors are. Music starts promptly at seven. Ten dollars uh, to get in uh, and that's three bands. Uh, my band, which is Sunflower, uh, Young Mischief and Worm Circus and proceeds benefiting um, uh, Odyssey Teen Camp in Tolland, uh, Massachusetts, as well as Little River School and Trans Lifeline. And Young Mischief, they, you've played with them before? Yeah, they played with us uh, last year um, in October or uh, December, I think. Yeah, I think yeah. I've also seen them play in Madrid. They're yeah. wonderful. They're awesome they're such del- They're delights. Yeah. They're absolute delights. Yeah, and it's so great for me, too, because as like a, a, like a an older person in like the punk scene. It's like great to see kids who, uh, who are getting, who are getting band started, uh, that are, uh, that are, that, that are the age that I was when I first started too. Yeah. It's really cool. That's wonderful. That's so wonderful. Well, uh, we are, uh, losing some time, time here. I get, I know, I know. I I take it too far. I take it too far. I get lost in conversation. But we do want to preview the show tonight because Sunflower's out with a new single today, Yeah, we just put out a new song called um, 50 Ways to Leave a House Fire this morning. Like, it's not even been out for a few hours yet. Wow. This is really (laughs) nice and fresh. Well, Ethan, thank you so much for coming on. Monica. And uh, yeah, this is like a little loud, but it'll be okay. Nobody will get hurt. We'll love it. I think so. I almost literally asked you, why are you guys so angry? (laughs) (laughs) Right on. Okay, so this is 50 Ways to Leave a House Fire by Sunflower. Let's go! 
That was 50 Ways to Leave a House Fire by the Potsdam-based group Sunflower. That is their newest single, and you can hear them uh, live tonight at McDuff's in Potsdam. Find out more at ncpr.org slash calendar. That is it for the show for the day. Morning Edition continues in just a minute. And of course, it's the Marketplace Morning Report coming up between 8.51 and 9 o'clock. Until Monday, Monica Sandreski. Have a good weekend.